You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 54. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined over Discord by the pride of PlayStation, Sean Babiak, and the Nintendo aficionado, Roro, guys... Welcome back. I don't know. That was my. That was my. We were gone. Yeah. (laughs) Where'd we go? We were gone. (laughs) We were gone for a week. We're back. Uh, I made it two weeks in a row, Daniel. Yeah, that's a miracle in in of itself. Three weeks at this point now. Yeah. Uh, Just as a reminder, we are still giving away T-shirts to anyone who participates in the live YouTube chat for our episode 50 celebration, ladies and gentlemen. So drop a comment in there while we are recording live and you will get a free T-shirt. Also, today we are giving away this coffee mug at the end of the show. Uh, All you have to do is comment live in the YouTube chat in order to have a chance to win. You'll uh, basically get entered into a drawing. Uh, I'm going to put in a random number, and then we're going to pick... Pick a person. So that'll happen at the end of the show after the topic of the show. So make sure you guys check that out. So thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN and you will find us on there. That was a mouthful. The topic of the show this week, guys, is the Spider-Man PS5 remaster details that we have learned, as well as some unfounded, in my opinion, uh, outrage from from it as well. But first, the the show always starts with the PXN News of the Week, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Guys, the first item on the PXN News of the Week, we have Mafia Definitive Edition early reviews coming out, and they are largely positive right now. I think I checked a little bit ago, and I think it was at a 79 on Metacritic, which is good. Um, And a lot of people have been, you know, lauding it for its visual fidelity. It definitely uh, has the same visual fidelity as Mafia 3, which looked very good uh, this gen. Um, I think the main complaints are is that they don't really, you know, build the world out that much. Uh, So it has kind of a hollow world, which was ironically one of the problems with Mafia 3. Um, But... um, in, in essence, people say that the story is one of the best of the series and that this is a really good remaster and uh, they just don't do a whole lot to you know bring it to 2020 standards. But I'm excited to play it. I, I bought the trilogy, the uh, remastered trilogy, and uh, I'm excited to get back to this. Um, Roro, I don't think you've played the Mafia games, but Sean, you did uh, say that you played the original, and you said you you swore you would never go back, but is, is this going to sway you at all? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's, it's no offense to what they have done and all the time and effort they've put into it, but yeah. uh, I'm in a different mode, I think, right now. Um, it's a little bit of next-gen, a little bit of almost this will sound weird, but like panicky to like kind of clean up some of my back catalog and stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and I feel like we all get that way towards the launch of new generation. Um, so that's a game I already technically played. So I need to kind of move on. That's fair. Uh, and like I said, the, you know, the technical improvements aren't really the gameplay improvements aren't really there. It's mainly just, you know, visuals that are improving. So Roro, does this get you interested into Mafia at all? Or what what are your um, thoughts? I've been when I remember us uh, talking about it a while ago when it was first announced, I was yeah. I was interested. Um I still am. I think this is a game where I, I say I'm gonna get to it and I probably never will. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I think that's the boat that I'm in right now. I, I'm definitely interested. Sometime in the future, I'm, I, I hope to play it. Will I actually do it? Still remains to be seen. But I am, uh, I am uh, glad that it's getting positive reviews with fans and all that stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ever going to get to it. <laughs> that's fair. And yeah. 
let's be honest, you have to play Outer Worlds before this anyways, Roro. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. No, 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 Daniel, nope, Daniel nope, you it. and I agreed on this. Ori. Uh, <laughs> Ori. I don't know. Uh, moving on. Uh, I'm giving you an Xbox let's get, exclusive. Let's give this. some uh, love to the people in the chat. Wax in, which again... Zach Wynn, you're trying to play on words again. He says, I want that mug. You've entered yourself into a, a chance to win it. And S. Rankin, who is my boy, Scotty, Scotty out there, uh, Dan- says, Daniel, bring me the mug tomorrow. Thanks. How about <laughs> you win it first? I'm not giving this away to you unless you win it. All right. So moving on, guys, Among Us 2 has been canceled for them to focus on uh, content for the original game instead. I thought this was interesting just because this game has been blowing up lately on Twitch and uh, the original game actually came out in 2018, but it's just now starting to get you know, fired up in terms of popularity again. I think this is the right decision for this game because uh, I I see it more valuable for them to just update the original game and just give us more content and expand on what that game is. And uh, that game is a lot of fun. It just needs a lot more polish to it. So I'm definitely interested in seeing them do more updates and and enhancements and stuff like that. Uh, So... If this game uh, comes out on consoles, guys, are you guys going to check this out? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. like, dude, it's littered everywhere in the internet. Like, yeah. not just Twitch, TikTok, YouTube. It's everywhere. And I don't know if I really get the concept yet, just from, like, watching those videos. But I'd like to experience it at least once, if that makes sense. Yeah. Definitely. I, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I, I have played it on PC. But as uh, uh, you were saying with the improvements, and I'm glad that they're sticking to it, it does need a little bit more fine-tuning, and I'm glad they are sticking with it. And just since it's become so popular, just keep improving upon it. Like the matchmaking needs a little bit fixing, especially for people like me who don't have a group yet to just hop in with. Finding a group is a little bit difficult at, at first. Once you get it, you're, you're in. But it's hard to find that first match sometimes. Yes. But um, yeah, it's, I think it's great. And if they ever decide to do a sequel anytime in the future, whatever that looks like, they'll already have a committed fan base and they'll be eager for more, whatever that looks like. So I think this is great that they're continuing on improving the, the first game. Yeah, you're totally right, Roro, because uh, that was a pain in the butt when I downloaded <laughs> that game to try to get into a match for the first time. But uh, once you got in there, it was it was it was That's very right. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago when Sean was out, Roro, that I think it would be awesome if they implemented voice chat like in game. Um, I think that would be super cool. Isn't that kind of the point, though, is not voice chat in the game? Well, only like when you go to the meetings or whatever, because you have your meetings uh, and then your voice chat gets activated and then you deactivate when you uh, leave the meeting. So essentially, you can't communicate with each other if you're dead or if you are, are not in one of those meetings. Because um, P- the way the Twitch streamers have been doing it is they go into Discord channels and they just do it manually. They talk. Uh, like, okay, you- maybe, maybe that's then where I've been led astray. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, Moving on, guys, some big news from Amazon. Amazon has announced Amazon Luna Game Service, uh, which is apparently a a cloud-based gaming application that is going to allow you to play current games that are coming out. So uh, I thought there was some interesting things in regards to this, Um, one of which is there's some former Xbox executives that are actually working on it. One of which was uh, Mark Witten, who was the head of Xbox Live for a long time during the Xbox 360 generation uh, and even the early Xbox One generation. Uh, he is actually basically like heading up Amazon Luna. He's the head honcho, so to speak. Um, and then they had uh, Albert Pinello, who uh, was one of the lead guys in developing the Xbox One X and One S designs. Uh, he is actually he actually made the controller for Luna, which it looks like a basic controller. I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't know how how different it can be, but um, I thought it was interesting just because 
What they are doing, I feel like, is different than what Google's doing with Stadia because I think uh, Luna is essentially a PC that you're you're playing in the cloud. So games will just work on day one when they're released because it's essentially just a PC that's being streamed from the cloud down to your device. And it's not really the same as Stadia, which Stadia is its own proprietary device that Google created. They created this, like, I think it's like a 10 teraflop machine or something. And developers have to develop specifically for that machine. So I do think it's interesting that they're taking that approach. Um, I still I still don't know if cloud will ever get to the point where it's on par with you know, local playing on your console gaming because you're not the low latency is an issue and all that. Uh, what What do you guys think? Does this does this pique your interest any more than Stadia, or is it still kind of just eh? And it's not really for me personally, or what? What's your take? Um, for me, I it doesn't pique my interest too much. If if I'm ever going to get into cloud gaming. Uh, whether it be Stadia or Luna, it's probably not going to be either. It's probably going to be xCloud is what I might do in the future. What I'm interested in is, is in the uh, the pricing, which I thought was kind of interesting how they're doing it a little bit different than Stadia. How Stadia, you have the subscription, and then you have to buy the games. And I think Luna is doing like channels is what I think I read, where yeah. you pay the $6 for the subscription each month. And, you, and depending on what channels you're subscribed to, that increases so i think there's a ubisoft channel yep so it's 5.99 and if you want the ubisoft channel you have to pay for that as well and then you just get the games you don't have to pay for the games is that right yes i think that is correct and that actually yeah that's the way i understood it right so i think that's pretty cool that's an interesting way of doing it not having to buy the games at the same time it's it's interesting that you're paying (laughs) twice in a in a way yeah like it's it's kind of like a netflix subscription but instead of having all the movies you have to pay for the horror movie section it's like i don't know it's it's an interesting model but i i think it's i think it's interesting it's like game pass but it costs more depending on how many channels you have so it'll be interesting down the line to see how many channels they are how much they cost and how many channels you decide to have like how many games are on there i guess like are there going to be Bethesda games, well, I guess not, but yeah, <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see the it, channels that are on there in the future. It reminds me of PS View. I don't know if you guys ever had that, Daniel. You, uh, you and I talked about that a long time ago. Yeah, but it reminds me of that where you almost got to pick and choose your channels that you wanted to pay for on their on PlayStation service. And I love that model until it obviously went away because I only needed live TV for sports, so that's all I did was pay for the sports channels, and I was good to go. Um, so I really enjoyed that part of it, but I'm in the same boat as you, uh, Roro, where I'm just, I, I don't need something else for one and two cloud. I don't have that type of internet. I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like the majority of people don't, but I will give them credit for, I think, having a smarter plan, at least price point wise than Google itself. Um, I just don't know if I see this kind of catching on. Cause isn't this like kind of their second foray into gaming did they have something else into gaming a while ago that didn't uh, really succeed yeah i think they did a little bit with uh fire sticks and their like fire cube i think they made i think they did make like a little controller to go with that but you could only obviously you could only play like android based games on on that because it's Ooh, yeah. an android platform <laughs> yeah oh yeah is a good one i actually pre-ordered that on kickstarter when it came out or when it started its kickstarter funny story there uh <laughs> but uh yeah it amazon I think they made a, a game recently too crucible i think it was what it was called yeah and, did, and that didn't go very well either <laughs> yeah didn't it i think it yeah it came out in like early access or something and then they put they delayed it because it was so like poor like it didn't go over well that's right yeah (laughs) i mean amazon does just like google amazon does have the money they could throw a bunch of money at this certainly and uh possibly do something but like we've said so many times before 
I would be just just fine just and just as happy just keeping the big three, Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo, because they already do a great job. Like, why do we need these other you know companies to come in here? They already have great competition going on, as we're seeing with the prices of the hardware. They continue to go down. The, this generation is is a fantastic generation to get into gaming because the consoles are very affordable. They have different options and uh, so many different uses. So, yeah, I, I agree with you guys completely. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see this. I could be wrong. Maybe they can somehow bundle this in with your, like, Amazon Prime subscription, make you kind of think about, like, getting it that way. Yeah. Um, I just... This to me, I know it's not technically console gaming, but it pretty much is. And what was it uh, back in even after the crash for a little bit? But the crash happened for a reason back in the 80s because there were so many different consoles at that time or comp- companies. And even still in the 90s, the only two that were surviving were Sega and Nintendo. Um, I think right now with that, Daniel, good point. It's got a good balance of the three because Xbox and Sony compete with each other. Where Nintendo just is like, hey, we're weird, so let us be. So it's just, I, I don't know what else Amazon could bring to the table besides money, and that's yeah. really it. Yeah, they don't have any world-renowned first-party developers, so they're not going to make any splashes with games, I don't think. Yep. All right, moving on, guys. Uh, Roro, we have a new free fall update coming for Animal Crossing New Horizons coming September 30th, which I checked my calendar. That's today. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Do you know uh, what's in this or, or what kind of yeah. stuff they're giving us with this? So basically, it actually came out last night. So because of time zones, Japan, when it's september 30th in japan it's september 30th for everybody else apparently so it came early for everybody else which was great so yesterday at 9 p.m my time it was released i downloaded it and then there was nothing so that happened for a lot of people because it's not the first yet and that's really when the update goes live but they just implemented it today to get us ready and all that kind of stuff but this is pretty much for halloween and you can grow pumpkins now which people have I've been speculating so you can grow pumpkins and it helps you with new DIY projects for Halloween. And uh, we're just, it's just really leading up to that big event that's going to happen at the end of the month. And I'm sure a lot of people have already time traveled to that day <laughs> to see what that's all about, <laughs> which is awesome. Not my style. I did time travel to the first though to start gathering pumpkins and then I time traveled back to the 30th. So I'm not messing anything else. Up. But uh, basically, costumes are in the game. You can customize your character to look, make them a, look, a little bit more spooky. You could change their skin tone to like more palish colors like gray and some weird zombie colors, basically. So it's just more customization options, more uh, ways to more items to craft and just some more Animal Crossing wholesomeness. It's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Sean, I know you're very excited for this. This is your favorite <laughs> game of the year, right? Uh, Ori? Is that what we're talking about? Again? <laughs> no, no, we're not talking about Ori. All we're, right. You're the same boat as I am. <laughs> yeah. It's always good when they give free updates like this, though. That That's one thing you have to credit Nintendo with Animal Crossing. They've been giving consistent updates for free, and uh, that's definitely commendable for sure. Um, moving on, there is a one terabyte custom SSD expansion card that Microsoft announced a long time ago for the Xbox Series S and X, and the price was just revealed late last week, $220. My God. Um, so there's a couple things, uh, in regards to this. So I saw a lot of people online saying, well, I don't understand. I can go on Amazon and there's an SSD for, you know, $100 or whatever on there. And it's like, yes, but this is completely different for the, there's a couple things. First thing, the speed on this particular SSD is uh, quite a bit faster than your traditional SSD. So uh, just going to Amazon and searching SSD isn't going to give you the results of a SSD that actually matches the performance of this one. So that's part of the reason for the price. The other part of the reason is this is proprietary technology. So it's a it's a card that goes into your Xbox. 
obviously that always gets marked up. So it's not surprising seeing this at $220, but it is something like where you're sitting back like, I'm not sure a lot of people will buy this. Um, It's nice to have an option, I guess, if you want to have more space for Series S and X games. Um, But it is extremely costly. And uh, it doesn't make sense for the Series S because the Series S costs $300. If you buy a $220 card... Just buy the X. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Buy the X and get the terabyte instead of 500 gigs. So, yeah... uh, I'm still up in the air if I'm going to get this, and I know that sounds crazy, but I have an 8-terabyte hard drive connected to my Xbox One that's 80% full, so I don't know what I'm going to do when the the next console comes, but yeah. What what were your guys' inclinations or thoughts in regards to this price? I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, personally, I, I've talked about this before. My Xbox um, is going to be just use with game pass for their exclusives that's all i'm looking forward to um and i think especially this coming generation i think you'll get a bang for your buck when it comes to exclusives Hmm. um but game pass really makes it so that's going to be easy for me because they will always be there for me so if i need to re-download them i don't have to worry like memory boom they're right there i don't imagine them getting taken off like i joke about pt all the time with sony like yeah they're not gonna just go away so if you're a gamer like me or approaching xbox next gen like i am there's really no need for this in my opinion yeah i'm I'm in a similar boat and even with with playstation and to an extent nintendo as well with my sd card that's in it, it it gets full pretty quickly and it, I, I'm pretty used to just deleting and reinstalling software right now where I don't think it's where I would need to spend $220 for me to get rid of that habit that I'm already in the habit of doing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to going to spend the 220 on it. I'll just delete it, reinstall it, and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't take too long to yeah. reinstall the games that I play, so it's it's okay. And I don't do it often. So I, I usually have my, my cast of games that I play, and that doesn't change often, so... Yeah. Uh, and there's a there's a good option as well. There's an alternative. You can use uh, the external hard drives that you use for your Xbox One still, the 3.1 USB, and you can use those to store Xbox Series S and X games, but you can't play the games off of there. So a lot of people have been saying, hey, just store your games on the external uh, hard drive that you plug in with USB and then just transfer to your SSD when you're ready to play them. So... I mean, that, that's an option as well, and it's a lot cheaper to buy one of those than it is uh, SSD. So, um, guys, moving on, more Xbox news. <laughs> Xbox Series S is getting a price job, job, drop in Japan. Uh, it was originally 32,980 yen and has been dropped to 29,980 yen, which is essentially... Uh, it goes from like 330, 313 U.S. dollars to 284 U.S. dollars. So it's about a $30 decrease in terms of U.S. money, um, which is very interesting that they would even announce the console at this other price and then go ahead and like lower it. I guess maybe the, the digital edition of PS5 kind of forced their hand on that because they're trying to get more market share from the Japanese market. But at this point, I know Phil wants to take market share from Japan because he's talked about Japan being a, a struggle point from Xbox in general. And I just don't know that there's anything that Phil could do at this point that would actually have that happen because Sony and Nintendo are based in Japan and they just have so much of a foothold already. I just I don't see any way that they can pull Japanese gamers into the Xbox ecosystem, I guess, even with this great price point. Um, well, who the hell is getting Series S's? That's what I want to know. Or PlayStation Digitals. Yeah. No one's getting those. I got one <laughs> PlayStation Digital. <laughs> you did. You did get one. Yeah. Um, I, I think what you're alluding to, though, is not necessarily a Microsoft problem, but it's also a Sony problem as well, because mobile gaming is so much bigger than it is in North America. Um, or even you could say Europe, like it is 
ridiculous how much people use mobile gaming in comparison to home consoles. So I I wouldn't say it's it's Phil trying to compete with Sony. I'd say it's Microsoft in general trying to compete with your attention on phones. So I mean that that's just how that nation has developed as far as apart from Western gamers. Yeah. I I agree. Yeah. I, I as you as Daniel said, like I I feel like Japan and Microsoft slash Xbox haven't had the best history where that like you said, the gamers there just are more into PlayStation, more into Nintendo. And I think this is a, a good way to try and make the Xbox a little bit more appealing, but I don't know. As you said, I don't know what else they could they could possibly do. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a lose-lose situation, I think, for them, unfortunately. Um, moving on, guys. Uh, another Xbox news story. We have a few of those this week. Uh, a new Xbox app is coming soon to iOS, which will enable a remote play, which is essentially console streaming uh, for the app as well. So this in my opinion, this was the biggest part of the entire streaming thing that Microsoft was doing with Xbox because this is just streaming your Xbox console to your phone. So, and it's completely free. You don't have to pay anything for that, regardless of if you sign up for Game Pass or Game Pass Ultimate or anything. This is free for everyone. Uh, It's similar to PlayStation 4's remote play that they have on iOS as well. Uh, where you can essentially go anywhere still. Like, you can be in the middle of nowhere with LTE service, and you can connect to your Xbox console at home and play games from your phone that way. And actually, when I played in, on xCloud, uh, when I was in the test um, test group or whatever, uh, it was actually a better experience playing from my own Xbox. Obviously, it's in my own Wi-Fi, so that makes a difference as well. But it's a better experience that way than it was xCloud because the latency wasn't as bad. Um, so I think this is exciting, uh, and it's free, so that's another great thing as well. Uh, Roro, did you ever? I know you had a P, uh, you have a PS4. Have you ever used Remote Play on there, or have you ever messed around with that? Uh, I I did with a Vita, with a PlayStation Vita, like a super <laughs> long time ago. Yeah, uh, I don't remember what game it was. It must have been like Destiny or something. I don't remember what it was, but I, I have. Uh, never with my phone, though. So this is cool. I am glad that they have this option as well. Um, I'm definitely interested in all this xCloud sort of uh, uh, other options to be able to play your games. Definitely interested. Um, so I think this is great. I, I haven't used the feature often with my PlayStation, but it's it's great that the option is there. For sure. And it kind of gets around Apple's whole, you know, yeah. stranglehold on the <laughs> xCloud part of their strategy. So, uh, Sean, you look very interested in the, the xCloud <laughs> discussions here. Uh, would you ever use this remote play function on Series X? I know you're getting one, but I don't know if you would ever probably not i mean it's roro that that was a very good example because i remember getting my playstation 4 at launch having a vita and playing assassin's creed black flag in the bathroom like thinking i'm like such a badass for this i'm i think that was like the only time i ever did it, it it's just not something that i don't know interests me if i want to play a game when i'm not by my console i have my switch or i have my phone so it's like i I don't know. I mean, cool for Xbox fans, especially if you don't have a Switch, but you're probably an idiot for not having a Switch since a lot of Xbox titles are heading over there. That's right. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. I just... The only thing that's, I guess, interesting to me about this whole point is uh, Microsoft ha- has come out against Apple and the way that they've done business when it comes to gaming companies. Um, so it's interesting that they are still going to do an app on iOS with this whole still thing going on. Because let's not forget, this whole Epic versus Apple thing is not over yet. Um, So I don't know. I just find it interesting that some other stuff is still going on while this huge issue, in my opinion, is still being solved. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think they get around it because they're not charging anything this isn't like a subscription or whatever that needs in-app purchases or anything like that it's all free with the platform so yeah it's a little way for them to get around that um 
let's see here. Moving on, guys. Uh, wait, before we move on, Sean, do I just want to clarify here? Did you wash your hands after playing Assassin's Creed in the bathroom? No, I just rubbed them on your sheets. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Disgusting. All right. <laughs> Moving on. That was before Corona. Come on, man. Yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> uh, moving on. New. Uh, we just talked about that. I was going to talk about the same thing again. Uh, press has gotten their hands on Xbox Series X uh, this week and has shown off quite a few things with it, which is very interesting, the, the things I have to say. The, basically, the highlights are quick resume is awesome, which is essentially the quick switching between, I think you can do four different games uh, where you can it saves your state and where, wherever you left off in that game. Uh, load times are insanely a lot better uh, in terms of just backwards compatible games are already better without even having optimizations already. Um, it has a super responsive UI, which is fantastic because Xbox One is sluggish or was sluggish for a long time. The The new dashboard kind of has fixed that for Xbox One uh, and frame rate improvements on old games that haven't been optimized, which that's to me, that's the most fascinating thing about this is just seeing Red Dead Redemption 2 or whatever, whatever game out there that's so demanding on your Xbox One X right now just run so well on the series X and you get higher frame rates without developers even having to touch the games to enhance them, so to speak. So even the games that aren't labeled with the series X enhanced, like gears five and Forza horizon four and stuff like that, they're still getting these improvements, which I think is great. And, uh, I, I believe PlayStation five is going to do the same thing for PS four games as well. Um, Roro, what what part of that are you most excited about? I I don't know. I, I they are all so good. <laughs> yeah, everything is great. I like the quick resume feature where uh, basically if I'm playing a story driven game and somebody wants to play a multiplayer game with me, I could just hop to the other game pretty easily, and then when I'm done playing the multiplayer game, hop back in and just without having to reboot it or anything like that, just pick up where I left off. I think that's awesome. That's a really cool feature, as well as. Destiny 2, how it's running, I, I saw a lot of uh, uh, the coverage on it, and Destiny 2 was one of the games that people were allowed to play. And I was like, oh, man, let's <laughs> check this out. And it runs a lot. It runs like how it does on PC, basically. Every time I play Destiny on PS4 for whatever reason, I'm like, this is so... So how did I ever do this before? Like, the menus are, like, super sluggish. I compare it to PC. I'm sure I'm, I was totally used to it when I was playing it, but you get spoiled when you get the superior version, I guess. But I'm just so happy that I'll have that sort of um, that sort of experience on consoles again and not having to play on PC all the time because I do enjoy playing on my PlayStation. I do enjoy playing on Xbox if I had one. So I'm glad that that's getting the improvements, as you said, without them having to go back and revamp it too much. It's, it's really cool that these quality of life fixes are being added so easily. I agree. Sean, yeah. what are your thoughts? Uh, well, my first thought was when I found out about like all this stuff, I was like, "Cool, what are they playing then?" Because I'm, I'm sorry, I just it's it's a known quantity that they really don't have anything this fall as far as big, because um, all their bets were hedged on Halo, uh, which again I I do support uh, as far as it being delayed, make sure that it's a good game. I just like that was my immediate thought, mm-hmm. but I I do like the stories of far as like backwards compatible games or games that are older but maybe it's a better way to look at it as games that about aren't older but games as a service because that's going to be a continuous thing that's going to be happening throughout even this coming generation where games will have such a long life that all right so they run decent at launch but how does that look like down the road and now you're already seeing well here's where the down the road already is and it can only probably get better, especially with iterations of consoles and everything like that. So I, I thought it was very interesting take. Um, I can't believe Xbox gave the press actually this <laughs> much time ahead of launch with it. I, I don't know. Just it, that seemed very confident to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like seeing that because that was always something I hate when it comes to reviews. And I totally agree when media says that where it's like, if they don't give us a launch copy or like it's after release, like Bethesda kept 
constantly doing with their policy. Yeah. It's a lot of times indicative of what their faith is or even how the game's going to play. And uh, Microsoft's going pretty cocky on Xbox Series X from the get-go, and I like seeing that confidence Mm -hmm. um, because that just means that we're probably going to get a very good product in the end. Yeah, I agree completely. And and that is something very interesting because, yeah, we are a month and a half out from the console release, and I don't think that's ever happened before where we get a console, you know, a month and a half ahead of time, a good look at it. So, I don't know. We we got the latest pre-orders we've ever had before for consoles, and we got the earliest look at it ever. So, it's ironic. Yeah, I'm curious when... So, like, we all we all know it's a joke. Both launches or both pre-order launches were pretty bad. Um, I don't blame them on either company for the most part. I blame them on the retailers. But it's like that was two weeks ago. Are we going to get news of like more anytime soon? I'm just curious if that's ever going to be a thing because I don't think we're done with like their directs or inside Xbox or the PlayStation showcases. I don't think we're done with those for the year. I think we're still going to see a few of them because. They're going to want to tout not only what's coming out, but what the future holds for each console. Yeah. Like, is that when they're going to give us more pre-orders? Because it just seems it's a little crappy that, hey, yes, a select few of you got it. Good luck finding it in November. Yeah, I agree. Um, Moving on, guys, uh, I'll try not to spend much time on this because I know you guys aren't as interested in this as we've talked about before. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War's zombies were revealed today in a brand new trailer. I think they look very cool. Uh, I think it, it it's probably something I'll play because I'll probably pick it up and uh, play the campaign and play some zombies. But I will say the the kind of story of this zombies game looks like a little bit generic to me. Uh, the characters that they introduced in this trailer looked very flat. There wasn't any personality. Whereas the characters from the original Zombies cast was very diverse and very interesting. Like, they all had their own unique personalities, which I loved. Um, so, yeah, I'm not entirely too high on this, but I guess we'll see what happens when, when it actually comes out. But just kind of thought we should mention that in there since that kind of is one of the biggest games out there. <laughs> so, According to my, uh, my PlayStation friends list here, you're still playing the Call of Duty... Uh, Cold War Alpha, which so must be must what? be really good. I am. Wait a minute. <laughs> you have twenty three hours so far. Yeah, like that's yeah. that's got to be a record, right? I think my PlayStation's off. Does orange mean it's off? I think it's resting. That's so it resting. Just, okay. Yeah, I think it just means that you kept the app open and you turned it off. Ah, okay. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> I, I turned my PS4 on for that and then turned it right back off, and I still <laughs> haven't gotten back to Ghost of Tsushima. So. That's fun. Uh, uh, come on, don't break a heart. Moving, don't break a heart. Moving on to some Sony news, guys. That was a great segue. Uh, Sony has patented, uh, and, and this suggests that a new PlayStation VR unit could use inside-out tracking like Oculus VR. So essentially what this is, the controllers are going to uh, work with the cameras on the headset to track your movements and everything for VR, which is interesting because that actually would mean that we wouldn't need the PlayStation camera in order to use PlayStation VR. Um, And also, Sean, you know what this would mean? You'd no longer have to use PlayStation 3 move controllers for PlayStation VR. There you go. But I have eight of them. What do I do now? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So many people just were like, take these because I don't want them. And I was one of those people. <laughs> you, my friend Chris, I already had a pair. A pair came in the bundle. I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, now what? <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Th- this will be interesting. I think, obviously, an upgrade for PSVR has been long rumored and probably much needed at this point. Uh, yeah, I'd say, especially with what Oculus has done in the last two years. Uh, where they've actually became something that's affordable and easy to get into. Um, that was always PlayStation VR's selling point. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily think they have to go to the affordable route, but they need to do something 
not just with the experiences, but what the technology can do now to differentiate themselves. And like you just said, having the move controllers from now three consoles ago <laughs> is not the solution. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Roro, you wanted, how about some uh, Spider-Man action in VR? What if Insomniac does a, does a Spider-Man game? I would lose my mind. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be awesome. There was a Far From Home experience on PSVR. Mm. That was not that good. It was not. Okay. <laughs> I guess you would probably vomit if you were swinging from uh, buildings in VR. That might be a little vomit-inducing. Yeah. So Probably. All right. Moving on to the final news story, guys. Uh, PlayStation 5 launch games have uh, had their pre-order bonuses revealed. So can I just say for a second here, I hate that there's pre-order bonuses for a platform that doesn't even exist yet. <laughs> like you have to pre-order this on PlayStation 4, but you have to, uh, it's PS5 games, but it's pre, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, there's some interesting things in there, uh, which many of us. I don't which... even want to give this whole thing. I, I, I was so pissed when I read this yesterday, dude. Really? <laughs> the, Why? The, two of the games are games that I got. Yeah. And I'm at least guaranteed one thing, a scythe on Demon Souls, but all that armor I'm not going to get in Demon Souls because I'm not pre-ordering the digital edition. <laughs> and there's I'm a like, lot. are you kidding me? There's a lot in there. It's legend- exactly. legendary hero soul, renowned warrior soul, story there's literally like 15 things here listed. And all of it was content that wasn't in the original game too. <laughs> so it's like beyond DLC stuff. So I'm just like yeah. I'm missing out on that because I went with the physical edition. I'm not going to cancel that pre-order just to do a digital. Yeah, I just that it was just infuriating that like after the pre-orders went up physically, then you want to release the digital bonuses. Just <laughs> dumb. Yeah, I don't know. I Roro, what do you think? I, I'm kind of just thinking Sony's trying to do this to try to incentivize people to switch to digital sales, but. Yeah, it's it's interesting that they're excluding physical copies, though. Like Sean was was saying, and it's kind of kind of scummy that they did it after the fact. Like you're saying, I don't know. That's a that's a head scratcher for me. Uh, obviously, great for people who are downloading it digitally, but it's kind of weird that I'm I'm hoping that at some point, once the game is installed, you'll just be able to download those pre order bonuses. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I guess that wouldn't work though because you'll get the game on the day. It won't know if you pre-ordered it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's just, uh, it's just it's it's infuriating with some of that stuff. Like, I, maybe codes will come with it. Hopefully, yeah. I know that's how they're doing at least part of like one weapon in Demon Souls. Um, and I don't even remember a scythe being a part of it. And I don't know how that'll work because Demon Souls is a lot slower than Dark Souls or Bloodborne. So I've just. Yeah, I was I was upset yesterday. <laughs> I was like, this was pointless for me to pre-order these games physically. Then, yeah, it's understandable. I I agree with what you guys were saying. Uh, I'm Rigby says uh, looks way too young. Okay, he's talking about uh, the new Peter Parker for Spider Man. Hold on to that thought. I'm Rigby. We'll be getting to that here in just a couple minutes uh, in our topic of the show, and we'll we'll shout you out then. So. Uh, moving on, guys, into the games we are playing. Uh, I am still <laughs> playing the Outer Worlds Peril on Gorgon DLC. I didn't really play it a whole lot more because the second game, Halo the Master Chief Collection, Season 3 content is out now. So uh, ODST launched on PC and came with it a bunch of Season 3 content. So, guys, I am back into Ma- Master Chief Collection again. That's... I, they keep getting me with these season content. They keep releasing new stuff, and I'm just like, yes, new stuff for a freaking 10-year-old game. Are you kidding me? Yes, please. Uh, so that game has one more game left to release on PC, which is Halo 4, and then we will find Then Infinite comes all. out in November, right? Yeah, shut up, Sean. Oh, my bad, my bad. My so bad. that's all I have, Roro. It's up to you. Um, as you guys know, I'm playing Animal Crossing already. won't talk too much about that. Um, I am continuing Ghost of Tsushima, having a blast with it uh, still. I, I'm kind of sad that I, 
I waited so long to jump into it, but at the same time, I'm kind of mad that I didn't wait another week because now it's on sale for the games of the generation. I'm like, what the heck? What was I thinking? I should have just waited a little bit longer. But I am happy that I'm playing it, and it's really good. It's really good. I'm glad. It's like probably one of the prettiest games that I played as well. It's just, it's insane. Nice. And uh, yeah, that's that's what I've been playing right now. Because I already talked about it last week, but enjoying it a lot still. Sweet. I uh, hundred percented Ori two, um. So I didn't do that on the Xbox before, but I did it on the Switch. Um. So that was a crowning achievement because Daniel, I don't know if you did some of those time trials, but they are ridiculously hard in some of the spots. Yes. Um. So I felt like a god when I did that. Um. But actually, uh, it was today, so I only played about like two hours of it. Um. Uh, but I downloaded a new free to play. JRPG kind of action-ish uh, on the PS4 called Genshin Impact. Um, this was suggested by my friend Emily. Um, very aesthetically a mix of anime and Breath of the Wild. Hmm. Um, so the environment looks amazing. I'm not huge into the anime characters with that environment. Yeah. Um, but I like the combat. Uh, kind of simplistic, but uh, so far, I have two characters unlocked, so you can very easily switch between them um, very quickly. But it's not like you have both of them on the battlefield at once. You only have yourself, uh, and then you just switch to that other character. Um, I haven't gotten to the co-op part yet, which it is co-op. So that's actually really cool, um, especially being an open world. Like, from the get-go, it's pretty much open world uh, for it. But my god, is it sluggish when it comes to your movement. Um, like... You use stamina for walking, jumping, swimming, climbing, and it's not like Breath of the Wild stamina. We're like just it, that felt gradual. This is like immediately you just start taking. I died twice from drowning because I didn't realize that I had stamina for swimming. I'm just like, oh my god, what? The? And it's like literally the pool is like two feet deep. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Jesus. So I told my friend Emily I'm going to get another try just so we can try to play co-op together for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is free to play, so if you're looking for something, just an interesting game now to play, uh, suggest that just to check, kind of check it out. I jumped into it too. I, I think I'm probably pretty close to where you were. I, I have two characters unlocked as well, not super deep. But yeah, I, I think for a free-to-play game, it, it's beautiful. I think it gives you a lot to, to play with. At least that's what I've heard. I haven't gotten super far into it, but I've heard that for a free-to-play game, it's it's not too crazy with its microtransactions. Maybe it is later on, but yeah, I, I, I might give another shot as well. Great deal. Guys, I'll eventually get back to go to Tsushima one day. <laughs> That's all, dude. Yeah. That's all we're asking. I, hopefully it's before the new consoles come out, because that's coming up pretty quick now at this point. So It'll be one of the 99 games that you can play on your PS5. Well, that's true. That's true. Will it? Wait, will it? I would assume. Oh, well, wait. Yeah, backwards compatible. Sorry, I'm stupid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> moving on, guys, to the topic of the show. Uh, so Spider-Man PS5 uh, remaster has been detailed and shown off. Uh, there was a new trailer as well that showed the new performance mode and the new, uh, you know, enhancements that Insomniac made for the PS5 version of this game. Very, very excited. I am very excited for this with all the enhancements they've done. So I guess we'll start with Peter Parker because we have a comment in our uh, YouTube chat from I'm Rigby. He says, uh, Peter Parker looks way too young. He's meant to be a seasoned version of Spidey. He looks too close to Tom Holland now. This was a weird decision. So it's interesting he says Tom Holland because I actually texted one of my friend, one of my other friends and he, and I was like, hey, the new Spider-Man looks like Tom Holland, doesn't he? And in, in Insomniac's game, and he's like, "Yeah, it actually does look similar to him," uh, which I thought was interesting. But here's the thing: I personally, I don't have a problem with them changing his face. Uh, Insomniac did cite reasons for why they uh, were actually changing it. Um, it was due to, 
here, I'll read the quote here. Uh, this does bring us to one of our bigger changes in order to bring the best performances to players with our next generation Marvel Spider-Man games. We had to recast the face of Peter Parker. We loved working with John Bubniak on the original game. However, to get a better match to Peter Parker slash Spider-Man actor Yuri Lewenthal's facial capture, we have cast Ben Jordan to be the face model for Peter Parker on the PS5 console. He looks incredible in game and Yuri's moving performances take on a new life. So I actually think the new version of him looks significantly better. I That's just me personally. He does look younger. Um, I, I see your complaints in regards to that. And you do say, yeah, now he looks younger than Miles. Such a bad decision. I don't disagree with you that he does look younger, uh, but I do understand from Insomniac's point of view, like they need to have someone else's uh, face that matches better so that they can continue to push the envelope in terms of storytelling. Um, but he's only like 24 in the game because yeah. they, they, they've said that Spider-Man's been Spider-Man for eight years. Yeah. Well, Spider-Man basically, Peter Parker becomes Spider-Man around the age of 16, 15, 16. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he still kind of looks like a 24-year-old. I mean, yeah. I don't have any issue with that. I mean, I do think it's weird, <laughs> but I like the explanation, the fact that they do say uh, they wanted to look more like Yuri. Now, I think what would be, what would have been concerning to me is if they recast did i guess the look of miles morales because i think both um spider-man the ps4 and even into the spider-verse really got what i always imagined in the comics like more so what miles morales looked like so i'm glad they kind of still stuck with that model but i have no issue with them changing this model for the playstation 5 version yeah i i i agree i do think uh uh, Ruby makes a good point with how they look similar in age, Miles and and Peter. Now, like I didn't, I never thought of that myself. But uh, yeah, that'll be interesting to see if Peter Parker is in the DLC and in the Miles, not the DLC, the Miles game, and see how they interact. But uh, I'm excited to see what this looks like in the full game, like the different scenes with this new Peter Parker. I personally was a little bit. Um, taken aback the first time I saw it, I've definitely warmed up to it quickly uh and i think it'll just take some getting used to and then we'll it'll just be like another another thing yeah but um yeah i think it i think he looks great it at first again (laughs) caught me off guard a little bit but i think it does look a little bit more realistic uh and i as they said i think they could do more with the facial animations if that's what their the reasoning is behind it there's so many different scenes like at the very end of the game i won't spoil it i'm sure everybody here has played it though yeah. But uh, at the end of the game, there's some really emotional moments. So I'm excited to see what those scenes look like with this new face and all the technical details that they're going to be able to do with the teeth is what they're saying, the skin and all that kind of stuff they, they mentioned in the blog posts. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm down for it. What upsets me so much or what is upsetting me when I was reading it was just the immediate backlash that it got. And to an extent, I understand we're all used to the PS4 version. I... I think I prefer the PS4 version, but again, I'm warming up to the PS5 version. Yeah. Um, but I, I know these people work their butts off yeah. to, to make this. And it's not just like flick of a switch to, to change the face. They, they worked on the face. And then after they worked on the face, they went through all the scenes and changed the face there and did the anime. Like, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine how, like, they've gone through so much, this studio in general, with this game, whether it be the puddles in the first time it re- was revealed or the the suits or the Sam Raimi suit when that was a, a, a thing. So I feel for these developers sometimes, but yeah. at the same time, I also get where some people are coming from. Well, and people uh, just like to be pissed off. I mean, yeah. K- Kratos, and, and I remember when there was a little bit of hubbub about this, Kratos got replaced and did fantastic. And Kratos is not just a PlayStation icon, it's a Sony icon at this point in my mind. Yeah. And got replaced not just with the character model, but also the actor uh, from Battlestar Galactica. And he did amazing. I think he actually got, like, performance awards during uh, the that season. So it's like, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's the developer's job to give us their story 
not to give us the story that we want or the characters that we want or the models that we want, any of that stuff. So yeah, I I think we're just lucky to live in a time when you don't have only 32 pixels to play with. So (laughs) deal with it basically. Yeah. See, and I'm also on the side of the developers on this because this is very similar to Halo Infinite when the, that was shown off and people had an instant reaction of, oh, this looks this way. It's like, well, it, it maybe it is if you warp your perspective a certain way, but like every developer has a reason why they do those things. And uh, Jonathan Dornbush, I actually thought, uh, put it very nicely at IGN. Uh, he said, the the more I sit with it, the more I think the new model looks more like a person than the PS4 version, which feels very video game approximation of a person, um, which I agree with. I think I think the PS4 version just looks a little like, I don't know, like plasticky or I don't know, shiny or well, something re- like that. I replayed that recently and... Yeah thinking back on it especially you saying that quote like honestly the probably the worst looking part of the spider-man game was honestly the human characters not like the villains in their outfit or even spider-man in a suit like it just the human characters themselves looked way too gamey and if this fixes that hell yeah yeah not to say that uh there are games that do cut corners and just do whatever they want to get the game out right away. But I just don't think that this is an example of that, obviously, with that huge blog post that they that they detailed the reasons and all that kind of stuff. But I think there's times when gamers should be angry at their developers for cutting corners, but them changing a face to make the game better, I don't think is... I don't know. You could like the PS4 version, but don't... I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are you guys getting this version of the game like the deluxe edition yes i think i'm yeah, gonna get so the deluxe I. edition yeah yeah me too it's it's too good at first i wasn't sure i was going to even though i absolutely love that game it was my game of the year but after seeing these enhancements a hundred percent and actually we'll kind of go into those enhancements so some of the enhancements they did full next gen remaster so this is they're calling it a full next gen remaster and this, is, this isn't just like an up res or whatever they have overhauled environments models and materials uh they're introducing ray tracing which if you've seen the uh, uh still images of of spider-man in the middle of the city between cars like it the ray tracing against the car windows is insane and the, like the building windows showing the reflections absolutely insane uh new skies and weather 3d audio instant loading and a new photo mode like there is a lot of new stuff in this remaster and and you get the dlc and the DLC and yeah, which it, I never played. So I, that's, that's actually yeah. my excitement. I actually <laughs> never finished it. I started it, but I never finished it. So I'm with you on that, but miles will be first. Of course. Oh, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. That's, that's the story I want to play. Yeah. But it does make me like when they say new weather enhancements and stuff like that, like we really only got to experience like lightning one time in one mission. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a really cool thing that it, because of the electrical powers, when it comes to Miles Morales, if somehow then electricity is brought, brought more. So, okay, you're caught in a thunderstorm of Spider-Man and you, we know from the comics that that is terrible weather for him to be swinging about and everything. So what if that does affect what you can do as Spider-Man during just swinging around or a mission? Even so, like, I don't know. I think that would be a really cool effect. Yeah, I agree. And Man, I just can't. Re- I can't wait to replay this game. <laughs> Roro, are you gonna replay it? Absolutely. I don't know if I'm gonna platinum it again, but I'm definitely gonna. I might platinum it again. Probably not the first thing that I'll do on PS5, but I'm definitely excited to to replay it. Um, what I'm a weird thing is if Peter Parker shows up in the Miles DLC and I'm playing on PS4, will he have the old face or the new face? It's a good question. That is a good <laughs> because, question. Like, when you're playing, the PS4 version is not getting updated. Right. It's they're not going to like retroactively update that at all. It's just the PS5 version of the game. Yeah. So, yeah. but you can play Miles Morales on the PS4. <laughs> so that's yeah. going to be. I'm sure it'll have the new face, just like yeah, a I do too. It just be weird to play yeah. back and forth, right. like that yeah. type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I imagine I don't I could be wrong, but I'd imagine that Peter is just going to be like more of a cameo in Miles Morales. I maybe I'm wrong on that, but maybe in the same vein that Miles was a cameo in Spider-Man PS4. But see, I wouldn't consider him a cameo in PS4 though. I I consider him a side character because he had That's a lot of dialogue. Trade, think, yeah. Did he show yeah. up? Did he show up? Uh Wait, maybe I'm remembering this wrong. It's been a long time since I've played this. Miles Morales was in from like the fifth mission on because of his dad and everything. Oh, that's right. I yeah. was for some <laughs> reason I had it in my head that from that trailer when you see uh, Miles like turn around and like I think Spider Man's going in the middle of the uh, square or whatever, and and like that shot. That's what I pictured. And then, yes, I completely forgot that entire. I I gotta replay this, guys. Apparently, so. yeah. I was gonna say he was definitely heavily featured and all that stuff with with feast and everything like that, and taking care of Aunt May. That's right, and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah he's heavily involved in it. So I actually I think Peter Parker is gonna be almost um, like Batman Arkham series Oracle. I, I really see that kind of coming in. Maybe not like so much as giving the missions and all that stuff of being really the person that he leans on uh, when it comes to figuring out how to deal with his new powers, new responsibilities and everything like that. Because two Spider-Man existing in the same world, we sometimes see that in comics. We don't really ever see that in the video game universe. So it'd be very interesting to see how that's going to be played out. Yeah. Yeah, it will. But I think we are all excited for this game. So I'm ready for more Spider-Man. Uh, guys, anything else before we get to the giveaway? Um, I mean, have you seen the, the crunch time things with Cyberpunk? Oh, yes, I have. I, I actually forgot about that. That's a good one. Yeah, for I'm sorry. The I, I saw that earlier today. I forgot to tell you about that. Yeah. Uh, just, just interesting. I, think... I, I mean, I was hoping that that wasn't what was going to happen, but... Yeah. I, I think it's kind of to be expected from game companies. You just hope that mm-hmm. they handle it with as much decorum as they can. Yeah, I think the problem is a game that's going to get delayed, no matter how many times it gets delayed, it's still going to have that period of time where you have crunch, where you have to get to the finish line, so to speak. So like Cyberpunk six weeks away at this point, they are trying to get the game ready for that date. If they delay three months or something like that, they're still, you know, delaying the inevitable. They're still delaying the fact that they have to crunch to that date. Then at that point, Um, I think it's an unfortunate side effect of the industry. I don't know if it can be fixed, um, but I don't know. I I do commend CD project red with being very open about it. They uh, made their own post about it and saying that, they are uh, they are paying their employees overtime very uh, handsomely, so to speak, and the employees do get a big profit share from the game itself. It's not a game like Call of Duty where Activision takes most of the money. Uh, CD Projekt Red actually spreads that um, that success, so to speak, of their games to their employees. So I think that at least is a bright spot in this. Um, I definitely think crunch is something that hopefully can be addressed one day because it's never good for uh, employees to have to deal with, you know, so much overworking and stress and all of that. Um, but right now I think it's an unfortunate just side effect of the industry. Um, Roro, what, what do you think about that before we exit the show? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could just echo what you're saying. I, I'm always, um, more in the camp of delaying a game than obviously to have these people work super hard and just deteriorate their mental health in order for us to be able to play a video game that we could just wait for you know a, a couple more months for i i don't i never see that see it as worth it uh to put these human beings having to work so gosh darn hard for us to to play a video game but um as you were explaining there, it's it is good how they are. Uh, it's so weird to say rewarding their employees for doing crunch, uh, how they're dispersing the, the success and all that kind of stuff. I think that is good uh, if you're going to do crunch. I think that's 
I guess the best possible way you could do it. But um, yeah, I I rather it be delayed again. As much as I really want to play this game, I was heartbroken when it was delayed the first time. But I think these people are more important. I agree. Um. All right, guys. Uh, anything else before we go to the giveaway now, Sean? You got any other aces up your sleeve? That was it. Okay. That was it. Good night. All right. Okay. All right. So we had three people participate in the chat and uh, two of them I work with. Uh, there's no shenanigans going on here. And to prove that there's no shenanigans going on here, I'm going to switch this here. Which I don't know if Rigby's still in here, but Rigby, if you're still here, if you want a uh, mug, this is for the mug. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here's the mug. Actually, let me refresh the page just to make it fair. No, not one to ten, one to three. So to make this clear, Waxin is number one because he commented first. S Rankin <laughs> is number two. Rigby's number three. All right, here we go. Number three, Rigby. Oh. You have won the, the mug if you want it. Uh, if you're still there, uh, let me know, and I will reach out to you to, to get you the mug. So... Uh, I believe that is all we have, guys. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, send us to our outro. Congratulations, everyone. Uh, I don't need that screen capture on there. We double screen capture. Uh, thank you to again to everyone joining both live on YouTube and on podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Roro. Thank you, Sean. I am Daniel, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love, and keep on gaming. Deuces. See ya.